show. It is my honor today to be sitting right next to my dear friend, Ram John. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Luke. And uh, greeting to all listeners, wherever you are. I know you are missing me. They have been. You sure? A lot of people are like, it's been too long. We need some more Ram John. Yeah, actually, uh, it was like a year ago when I was here or two years ago. I, it I don't know. It's been less than two years. And uh, to be honest, I have something good to confess. My English has been really very, very good. It's very good. Because um, I got a new identity. I'm from West Texas. And yes. It's, it's, it's working. You're a citizen now. Yes. Like, that's a big deal. It is a big deal, especially for a boy who was born and raised in Congo and who grew up in a country where uh, nobody's accepting him and uh, finally got accepted by the United States of America. Exactly. It's it's a big deal. Yeah, so you were raised in Congo, uh, Mm -hmm. born during the genocide. It was before genocide. It was before the 1994 Tutsi genocide. Because you're older than 29 years old. Yes. Yeah, my math isn't that good. Mm. But you were born over there in the Congo, which is Mm. on the border of Rwanda. Rwanda. And so when you say born in a country that didn't accept him, it was... Yeah, because originally my parents are from... I'm from Rwanda. Mm -hmm. And I'm Rwandese who were born in exile in Congo. So my parents were were chased uh, in 90... Uh, 1950, 1960. So they they left Rwanda because they were uh like tribe, they are tribe Tutsi. You know, yes. were, uh, the Hutu were killing Tutsis in the fifties and sixties. Fifties, and then they had to escape and then go to Congo. The reason why they chose Congo is because they were living close to the border, and yeah. they say let's go to Congo. Arriving in Congo, we were still not accepted as Congolese. I was born there, but mm. still. The segregation, the Congolese people, mm-hmm. they didn't love Rwandese people. Yeah. So rejected by our country, Rwanda, and still in Congo, they couldn't accept us. Wow. And after 1994 uh, genocide against Tutsi, so we came back to Rwanda. But then you come to the United States and you're accepted as a citizen. It's a big deal. I've never thought of it as you were also rejected in the Congo. I was rejected there because it's it's really, uh, uh, you know, we we were we were not allowed to do some of the things there because we were, we were considered as a refugee there, so like school scholarship and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we were exiled. There. They knew even the Congolese people. They used to say, "When are you going back to your country?" What yeah. does that do for a young person growing up in a country where? All the people from the Congo are saying, when are you going to go back home? When are you going to leave? It is very tough. And uh, it's like telling my kids, we're born here, hey, go back to Rwanda. Yeah. But they have, like Congo is officially, when you're born in Congo, you have that citizenship as a Congolese. Yeah. We were born there, but still we weren't even accepted by the government, even by the people. Yeah. So it it was really really that's tough. It's, it's it was very bad, very yeah. bad to to grow up. You don't have any identity, and thank God for 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 after nineteen ninety four genocide against Tunsi, we went back to Rwanda and we were accepted and we were peacefully and 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 yeah. Okay, so that's actually what uh, I want to talk about. 
So on Saturday, there was a remembrance for the genocide against Tutsi people in Rwanda. Yes. And you were gracious enough to invite me to come let me... And thank you for coming. It was really a pleasure to see uh, you there. Well, uh, it was was truly my honor. But uh, being a part of that, watching, being a part of the service, um, listening to what people say, I just had a lot of questions and I wanted to go through my questions with you uh, right here. And also, I thought my listeners would want to know more about this story. And my first thing, you asked me to do the welcome. And I was like, what do you say to a group of... Tutsi people mm. in commemoration of a genocide mm. that it, it impacted every person who was there. Yeah. And yeah. I I was even just trying to make small talk with our friends mm. um, beforehand. I was just like, well, I, I want to acknowledge what this is. I, I want to, mm. hey. Mm. Uh, and so I asked, like, so did you lose people during the genocide? Mm. And they're like, yeah, I lost family members. And mm. I was just like, oh, of course you did. Like mm. a, a mm. country the size of Rwanda, True. having a million people die within a uh, hundred days. Hundred days. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a. And if you're Tutsi, like there's. Mm-hmm. Would it be fair to say that if you are a Tutsi person, mm. you lost someone you loved or you knew or you uh, cared? I'm about. telling you, uh, like when 1994 genocide against Tutsi happened when we were in Congo, mm-hmm. but we lost. I lost my uncles, I lost my aunties, my cousins, and. Th- I could be dead when we could be in Rwanda. We the lucky, we are very lucky because we were in Congo. But, but he, my parents used to go there. We used to go to visit them during Christmas. We it's like, it's like crossing the border, and then we go to the other uh, country. And the, and the, if I'll be honest with you, if you're Tutsi, at least you have someone who you are related to. You lost yeah. during 1994 genocide against Tutsi. And as I think about Africa, to help me understand more, it the countries would be equivalent to states in America, where they're right yes. next to each other. Actually, uh, like Texas is bigger, I would say like over 30 times. Yeah. I over mean, 40 times. Like Rwanda is very small. And Congo is a, is a bigger country it next door bigger, to it. Yeah. But I, I've even heard you tell story of people coming for y'all during the genocide across the border, it's not like the hatred and the killing stopped mm. at the border. There are people who are coming in the Congo. True. Um, and so I'm at this, uh, the remembrance, Ibuka? Is that the? Kwibuka. Kwibuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, you told me the a greeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, Amakuru. Amakuru. Mm. And I, I practice that <laughs> for longer than it takes me to memorize an entire sermon in English. And I was saying it to my kids. We were, Adeline and I are playing this like, like little kid lacrosse game upstairs, just throwing a ball back and forth. And I, like every time I throw it, I would say, and when I catch it, it, and I still got nervous and didn't say the second part when I got up there. I was like, I, I'm going to say this wrong. You guys are going to know I'm saying this wrong. And I got so embarrassed because I'm like, you, I'm going to say it wrong. But then I'm like, anyway, I get so in my head about that. Anyway. Uh, to, be, to be honest, I'm so glad this happened to you. And then now you can feel how. Immigrant and refugee will struggle when it comes to the English. Thank you so much. You're so nervous. You're so nervous. I saw you. But the problem, uh, that's the, exactly what we face. When Imagine uh, people from Congo, Rwanda, or the East Africa. We never spoke English. And then we found ourselves in the craziest city like Austin. And uh, we, we found ourselves like that. 
And I saw you, you were struggling. That's exactly how I struggled. Okay, you didn't need to say how much I struggled. <laughs> I don't think that was important. But just But you did great, honestly speaking. But I did struggle and it was just I was trying to say two words. Yes. Two words. I, yes. Your point is is not lost on me mm. that to come to this country and to not know the language and try to not just <laughs> say two words to people were I mean, it's my, at my place of work, they're like, oh, that's Pastor Luke. There's yes. a level of understanding of who I am mm. and respect. Mm. Um, but I'm still nervous in my place of work where sure. I'm the pastor sure. at the church. Sure. And anyway, I, I think that's very... It, it, it is good. And uh, so uh, that's why it's, 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 it's good like for us who have kids to uh, raise them in, in a culture where they will be very, very comfortable to speak more than one language. It is good. Yeah, and luckily... Uh, during the event, you uh, sat me next to one of our friends, and mm. she speaks like seven languages. Salama, she speak more. She speak Portuguese. Actually, she, she grew told up me that, yeah. in the Namibia, uh, Zambia. Uh, she's a Congolese, but she was not born even in Congo. She was born in a refugee camp there, and then, yeah. I like I visit them to 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 to, to their home. They have like four languages they speak. They exchange english is like the fifth language they speak so they yeah so mm. graciously again there was my apprehension to speak a non i, I was nervous to say her name mm. just because i'm like i'm, I'm going to screw this name up anyway uh there's my own problems ah. but so she's translating not just the kenya rwandan that's mm-hmm. being spoken mm. it was kenya rwandan not, it was kenya rwanda yes i mean swahili i'm a little bit better at but yeah, you better actually swahili swahili is way better yeah yeah that's mm. That's my strong suit. But so she was translating not just the the words that were being spoken, but I would have some questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you go through some of these questions with me right now. Sure. Okay. So 1994, it's when the genocide took place. Yes. And there was a plane crash mm-hmm. that the president of Rwanda, mm-hmm. who was a Hutu, a Hutu, was on a plane and the plane was shot down. Yes. And so the narrative that's been told is that the Tutsis shot down the plane mm-hmm. and that started uh, the response from the Hutus to kill the Tutsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there seems to be a fuller story, which is actually that the president was doing a meeting mm. with Tutsis mm-hmm. to bring some sort of reconciliation, a yes. peaceful thing, because there's backstory mm. to the genocide where yes. there's, um, we'll get to the colonizers in a second, but sure. there's a, there's a backstory mm-hmm. and he was trying to mediate some of that conflict. True, true. And there's actually a substantial theory that not only was he shot down, not by Tutsis, but by Hutu, but actually by his own brothers and his wife conspired to have him shot down because they didn't like the reconciliation that he was working towards. The last part, that's, 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 what, that's the version, the true version. The plane, according to the history, according to the research, because mm. they, they blame RPF. The, Explain what RPF is. RPF is, um, so after 1994 uh, genocide, so the army, Rwanda uh, Patriotic Front, is like a party that was... Uh, in exile. So that's the army that is for the whole country? Is it more Hutu? Is it Tutsi? Actually, the majority were Tutsis. Okay. Because they were, it's like a, the party that was formed outside the Rwanda when like the, the kids were born in exile. So like you? Like me. Yeah. Like my, 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 my family. So my brother. They were in F, uh, RPF. Exile. Yeah. So, so they put it together, and then they say, hey, can we go back to rescue our people who are dying 
in Rwanda who are pr- uh, like oppressed oppressed yes. in Rwanda and that's where the meeting took place in Tanzania Arusha when Habyarimana the former president went to meet with Kagame our now uh, our, our, our today president, president. yeah and then and he is a tutsi he's a tutsi yes abiyamana was a hutu yes and the, and the, that's that's uh, uh, rpf uh, it was like hey let's have a compromise let's let's meet mm. let's talk let's okay ha- so the current president and the rpf mm-hmm. tutsi group yes the at the time sitting president mm. the hutu meets with them mm. in this other country tanzania 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 mm-hmm. um on the way back that's why he was shot and and the things is like the rpf the rwanda uh patriotic front was like it's it's a a party that it was yes originally is tutsis who started it mm-hmm. but even though it hutu who died during 1994 genocide against tutsi because they were not okay they were not in agreement of what was happening. So they were protesting. They, yes. they knew this was wrong. Yes. And those, and the RPF gave them opportunity to join. Not only, it's not a, like a party for Tutsi only, but even you Hutus, because you are hated by your fellow Hutus, because you are trying to do the right things. And then it was like a mixed during yeah, that yeah. time. And so when they were saying thousands, uh, a few thousand Hutu died, mm. Uh, it would be similar to in the when the Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. the, the Third Reich, yep. where you had German soldiers, excuse me, German citizens like uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, which I'm pretty sure he was German. Um, he protested against the war. He actually it, was trying to assassinate Hitler, mm-hmm. and so he ends up in a concentration that's, camp. That's very exactly, similar to this. That's exactly because in all situation, always there are good people and bad people, and in the Hutus. I'm telling you, there are so many Hutus who died because mm-hmm. they were hiding Tutsis. And the other family they know, they come and say, hey, why are you hiding snakes, cockroaches, and stuff like that? And then they were killed. And now, during 1994 genocide, we have a, like the last day of commemoration. Like a, uh, we have a, the whole week of commemoration. On the beginning, we re- remember like the, the whole people who died uh, during the 1994 genocide against Tusi, and the last day, we rem- remember the politician who were not with the regime of the Hutu who wanted to kill. Like, those people who died, he, they were not Tutsis, but they died because of the cause they would believe that humanity is uh, we, we, the killings yeah. or massacre or genocide is not the things they supported. Yeah. And so to say that all Hutus were against Tutsi would be inaccurate. There are some who knew this is wrong, we true, shouldn't do this. True, I'm telling you all Hutus are not genociders. Yeah. And to be honest, I was in Rwanda. I used to go to the, the Ministry of Reconciliation in the, in the jails and prison. There are Tutsis who are in jail because they commit genocide. Because Tutsis. They kill, they kill their, own, their own family, Tutsis. Wait. So, like, during the genocide, they turned and... We have Tutsis who are not in jail because they commit genocide. And it's a genocide against Tutsis. It's like, it, yeah. it's like the, the, the Jews, Jews killing the Jews during the, the Nazi stuff. Would, would that... Wow. Would that uh, prevent them from being 
killed? Was it like, hey, I'm going to join the genociders so that I'm saved? Yes. Some of them, they were, they have position during that time. And the, some of them, they married Hutus women. And then they were convinced that, let's finish these people. And and the sense they were supported by by the Hutu regime, wow. and some of them they say let's do this because we uh, we wanna we wanna please the government. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, if you ask me what happened to Rwanda in 1994, genocide, I said the devil yeah. was taking charge in 100 days. I, I think the benefit of the way that Christians look at good and evil, where the devil is behind evil, mm-hmm. is it allows us to remember that our battle is not against flesh and blood. True. You don't look at other people as go, they're the ultimate enemy, mm. but there is a force, there's darkness, there's evil. True, true. Which I, I, I like husband killed their wives. Because if I'm a Tutsi, I marry a Hutu, and I'm going to kill my my wife will kill me because I'm Tutsi. Kids wow. were killed by their parents. We have those stories in Rwanda. It's a very dirty story, and the and this is why we have we have we always remember this not that's something that will never happen again because it, yes the majority of people who died and who attacked the targets were Tutsis yeah but I'm telling you the Hutus died the Tuts committed some the, some of the Tutsi committed genocide yeah so but the plan was to finish the Tutsi that's why we call genocide genocide against Tutsis so that's an interesting detail where uh, I didn't understand this until Saturday night, where I heard uh, a bunch of great speakers communicate about how there is a growing, I don't know if it's growing, but there is uh, a group that's trying to say that it was not genocide, it was mm. war. Whoa. And so this is a war that took place because, again, if the narrative is that Tucci sh- shot down the plane, mm. killed the Hutu president, the mm. Hutus respond. They, they say it's kind of a revenge. It's it? a revenge, yeah, and that yeah. becomes war, and it's not a... Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a crime like it is. A lot of people have been denying it, and then we we are, for, on my side. I understand because that's how politics is played. Why? Because they not they don't want to to accept it to admit to admit it because yeah. there are other benefit behind it. But if you come to Rwanda, you visit Rwanda, you hear the story, you know the history, you leave Rwanda knowing that hey, this is the plan. It's genocide. They have they have they, it took more years to accept the UN to approve it as a as a genocide because they had to come to Rwanda to dig out to find out the, to do a research about that and they found out they think that these things happened started in 1950s that's when the, the thing started and it started the phrase colonizer has been used uh which is uh, a somewhat foreign concept for some of us, but the idea that there were actually were Europeans mm. who went down there and they actually helped uh, divide the Rwandan country True. and the Hutu-Tutsi category mm-hmm. wasn't that substantial until these Europeans helped True. to do this to establish labor force. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, before, if, if you come to Rwanda, you ask me how many tribes do you have in Rwanda? I would say we don't have tribes because... According to Congo, if you go to Congo, they have over like 50 tribes. Mm -hmm. They speak different languages. They have different cultures. But if you come to Rwanda, Hutu Tutsi and the rest of the group called Batwa, we speak the same language. We have the same culture. Mm. So which means the things of of 
uh, tribalism or something it, it, it wasn't there before yeah it wasn't there before until the the, the colonial uh period came mm-hmm. and they start bring this mentality it say if you have a lot of cows you're tutsi if you don't have cows you are hutu it mean if my brother we me and you same, we are we are we are we are brothers yeah. but if you have cows they will call you tutsi but if i don't have cows they will be hutu so it's a very arbitrary social classes it, it, yeah there's no reason for it there's yeah. no rationale it's just we're going to divide yeah and so if you did a dna test of hutu and tutsi it's the same it's I mean, going to be the same it's it's that's why it's sometimes when it's hard for me to explain to the young generation or to explain to uh foreigners what happened to Rana uh, if I don't add this phrase the devil was taking charge there because mm-hmm. I believe I'm a Christian I know exactly there's a, the motive behind the killings the Hutu killing Tutsi it would be jealous it would be yeah. uh, not content on what you have it's like some of the Hutu, they killed the Tutsi during 1994 genocide because they want to take over they their take, properties. Yeah, just take their house. Take the house, take their family, take their wives. It's, 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 you see, it is... It is it's jealousy. Yeah, it's I mean. jealousy. It's, 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 it's root. It's a, that scene that it was... If, if, if you could say like in Congo, there's, as I say, 50-something tribes. And until now, there's a tribe called Banyamulenge mm-hmm. that is being attacked by other tribe. They don't speak the same language. Hmm. There you can understand. You say, oh, okay. We hate these people because, uh-huh, you know, you look different. You don't. But if I ask you to difference between me and Hutu, in that, that's meeting there. Yeah. Saturday. We were having Hutus there. But really? it, it would be hard for you to know them. I, I, I didn't know. Uh, we, ha- we had, because the, the, the people who are living here in the United States, the Rwandese people living here, we, we are not caring about this tribe, I'm Hutu, I'm Tutsi, no. We are one nation, we are Rwandese, and we don't care what people say. If you have long nose, oh, you are Tutsi. If you have a short one, and you are Hutu. If you are tall, you are Tutsi. If you are short, you are Hutu. We don't follow that. But in that group, if we go uh, with the mentality that the, the, the European brought to us, in that group, they were the majority, I would say half-half, were Tutsi and Hutu. And Half would have been? Yes. Wow. I would have sooner than mostly Tutsi. Um, you can't, you can't different. That's why it's hard. But in Congo, I can look your face and know that you come, you are, you, you, you're from this tribe. You can say even one word, I will know. Like in Nigeria, they will know. In Kenya, they will know. In uh, wherever, they will know. But in Rwanda and Burundi, it's very, very hard to say you are Tutsi or you are Hutu because we speak the same language. We have the same culture. Yeah. And so you have uh, this division that comes in and it goes on for years and eventually builds to this. And as an American, I watch this and I hear the story and I go, wow, mm-hmm. it's if the plane crash doesn't happen, does the genocide ever happen? If If you have a president who's working with the the Tutsi group. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a good meeting, the plane crash doesn't happen. Is there reconciliation that happens? Mm. Is there peace that goes forward? There's some interesting in, in the American civil rights movement. There were uh, two figures in the 
um, African-American uh, part of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that poorly. But uh, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., and mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought that Malcolm X, who his his parents were Christians, his parents, I think his dad was killed mm-hmm. by a group of white Christians. He ran away from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Dr. King, who obviously who was a Christian, that, was a know? pastor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that there are like two different movements of the civil rights movement. But mm-hmm. one of the great questions of like a what if question of the civil rights movement is they actually had a meeting set up mm-hmm. for right after Dr. King was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And you go, what happens with the civil rights movement as these two men seemingly were coming more connected to each Together. other that mm-hmm. Malcolm X maybe was softening a little bit that Dr. Mm-hmm. King was becoming was, a little was hardening a little bit Mm -hmm. um what happens like you'll never know there's Mm -hmm. just that we weren't afforded that and the same thing with uh rwanda you go what happens because you don't know but then thinking back to the way that there's so much division in america right now Mm. where you have this polarization you have politicians going oh we Mm. need to divide from Mm. each other Mm. and i've always thought oh nothing stupid would ever happen there would Mm. never be a civil war people Mm. went we're we're too Mm. advanced we're too modern like this isn't you know 500 ad like this is yeah this is long modern stories time. That, but then i hear your story you go that's 29 years ago yes, 29 like, years that ago. is not that's recent like it's that's very yesterday recent, i'm telling the, you uh i feel like i'm saying her name Salam, salama 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 mm. she wasn't even born she was born nope, she like was born six after. days after yep like it's very recent and i go maybe as americans mm. we shouldn't be so arrogant to think that the devil evil could use the divisions and the selfishness that lead to a lot of the us versus them mentality in our country to go, something bad could happen. Let me tell you something. I'm speaking this as one of uh, U.S. citizens. Yeah. Because this is my nation. This is my country. I love Texas very much. I'm from West Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a joke. But <laughs> the, the, the reality is my kids, my family, they are all here. I have my, fam- my, my wife. And my, my my three kids here. Mm-hmm. So this is my nation. I would do mm-hmm. whatever it takes to defend this nation in terms of ideas, in terms of uh, my experience that I brought from outside in mm-hmm. this nation. If we are not being careful, these things can still happen. Yeah. Why? Because we can't go sit there and say, oh, we are very advanced. These things are happening and we don't know what is happening. For me as a Christian, what I do is pray for my nation. Yeah. I pray for my nation. I pray for my kids. I pray for my church. I pray for my leadership. You know, because that's, as a Christian, I have to do this. But I worry that things that happen to Africa, countries, might happen here. Mm-hmm. And you'll be very sad to me because that's what I escaped. Yeah. So we should be always... Uh, know be ready to know if someone brings the negative thought or division among brothers and sisters you know we know that hey this is the devil let's rebuke the devil and we move on because if we leave oh you know you know you know okay i I will protect my kids i don't want to go deeper in this i have my family i would say you don't know where your kids are going to school they meet other people so we we need to be wake up and then knowing that mm-hmm. the devil is not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. One of the ways that uh, I was impacted Saturday night at the Remembrance was the intentionality for accurately telling the story of what took place. Mm. Because it seems that in the years since then, people have tried to 
um, retell the story in a way that's not accurate. Yes. And that there has to be a, a concerted effort to hold on to the truth of True. what actually transpired. True. And one of the things that I didn't realize mm. after I get up and I say, hey, we remember the genocide and I'm so uh, heartbroken for what you all went through. And I say a prayer, just brief thing. Mm. But I refer to it as the genocide. And I heard a couple of the speakers say, we need to say the genocide of the against, Tutsi. Yeah, against yeah. perpetrated or against mm, the Tutsi. Mm, mm. Uh, in, and I was like, I've never said it that way. I've just said the genocide, and I didn't understand that there's a, a strong reason to, specif- to, say that, to yeah. specify mm-hmm. against the Tutsis. Mm-hmm. Um, for those like me who don't understand the importance of specifying against the Tutsis, why is that phrase, why is it that sentence that needs to be included when we talk about it? So the Kiwuka word is is, is, is in, translated in English as a um, remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's the name for this event the event we put then, the number and then the 100 days is the commemoration yes the commemoration happens like in 100 days mm-hmm. from april 7th to 100 days sure and the we call it the 90 94 genocide against tutsi so if you say rwandan genocide you are not clear. You are not saying correctly because it's not Rwandan genocide. It's genocide against Tutsis because they're a group of people who were attacked. Mm-hmm. That's why we say like a, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the Jews uh, genocide mm-hmm. because it's a group of the people who were attacked. Yeah. So some of the people, they don't like, like for, for, for example, you didn't use that word, that phrase, not because you denied what happened, but because I was you ignorant. didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, but there are other people who knows exactly what happened and who knows what to say, but they don't want to say it. That's why it's good to educate. Mm-hmm. My, actually, when you, 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 you uh, I think on Monday, uh, on Sunday, you told me about, hey, I should use this word. I blame myself because I should be the one educating you, telling you, hey, this is what to say, not to say. Because, and for our, our group, we were having a discussion after, you did great because you brought reconciliation. You, 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 you spoke hope. You spoke peace. And that's what we need right now in our nation. We sp- you spoke unity. That's what we need. But the, 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 the phrasing... If you didn't do it right, it's not because it's it's us who need to educate you. But the problem it would be if I explain to you to use this phrase because that's how it's supposed to be used, and you don't you do it, I will consider you as someone who have why you don't want to yeah. use this one. I'm from Rwanda. You are from here, uh, yeah. United States. I know much about Rwanda, but you will see like the. People, the UK, member of parliament, United States, some of people, wherever they denied, and they never, they went, they were not there. They never even visited the country. They just had it on radio, whatever, whatever. But reality is, we as Rwandese, we know what happened to us, and that's why we say genocide never again. And we say genocide again, Tutsi, because as a Tutsi, I was attacked, not only in Rwanda, even outside Rwanda. Yeah. So there are people who 
deny it. Um, who say things like it was a war that mm-hmm. the Tutsis started it by shooting down the plane, mm. and that you know it was a war that the Tutsis got the worst of, but it was a war nevertheless because there were also Hutu Hutus who died during this conflict, and so th- they tell a different story. And what it, it did for me to hear the severity with which uh, there needs to be a precision with our storytelling mm. and our history account is that telling the truth really matters. And if we're not careful, we would compromise the truth for a narrative that benefits us True. and makes us more comfortable or True. whatever advantage True. we get. But True. we will retell stories mm. for our own self-interest. Yes, that's what it, uh, even it, as, as, a, as, a, as a Christian, a minister, sometimes we know, I'm sorry to use this, this is what happens. We have, we have pastors who preach because their own interests. Yeah. They preach prosperity gospel, they preach something, they they preach people to please they preach to please people mm-hmm. it happens to everywhere sometimes they twist the truth why because they need benefit they want there is something behind twisting the truth mm-hmm. but if you say something because you, you don't know through uh, because your ignorance mm-hmm. that's your problem because you should we have the tools here we have internet we have no. people we have you can google and know this but some of people they twist the truth because that's the, so that they may get their their, their yeah. bread, they may get food, they may get fame, they may get whatever. That's what is happening right now. The denial of genocide for me, it's not a surprise to some of the nation, some mm-hmm. of even Rwandese people. We have Rwandese people who were born in Rwanda and now they are on, in the, on, on the position, opposition, and they're saying, no, that was not genocide. No, because even Hutu died. Because even others, uh, yes, yes, they died, and mm-hmm. we commemorate them. But these things happened because a group of people were attacked. Yeah. It was planned. Well, and unfortunately, in the world that we live in, there's always the question of who's benefiting by the story True. and whose pockets are being lined. And True. like the really, uh, I True. mean, the real dark, cynical perspective is America didn't intervene mm. in this conflict mm. because there wasn't a financial incentive for mm. us to. Mm. And I don't know how accurate it is, but the Middle East has a lot of oil. Mm. And we jumped into that, mm. whereas you know, Rwanda didn't have resources that we could commodify yep. in the same way that we could with, yeah. with oil. And so as you look at how stories are being told right now, I mean, mm. the question always becomes, well, what is the financial benefit for someone mm. to tell the story? What is it? How is it advantageous for someone to go, well, you know, it was a war instead of this or that, because is there something that we're getting out of it? And unfortunately, that's the world we live in. And those are the questions that, that that's we've the world. all been that's the trained world. to ask. And if uh, I tell you, like in the Great Lakes uh, countries, we call Great Lakes countries, Rwanda, Congo, Burundi, and Uganda, let's say the East Africa, okay. there's a war there. They, like in Congo, there's constant war. There's a war until even today. Hmm. But you may ask yourself, why the, the war is really close to the place where there's minerals why the rebels are going to the place where there's diamond there's gold there's why mm-hmm. and then why the un sent people there sent troops there but they don't do anything there and then some rumors they say that you know 
Europe is there. United States is there. Russia is there. China is there. Why? They're fighting there, but they're using the local men. Yeah, and so they've resourced them. The resources, they take the resources. I don't know. I don't have a proof about, about that, but it might be true or not true, but that's so shameful. Something that it, me as a U.S. citizen, I would not be proud to go to attack other nations because mm-hmm. I need their resources. We mm-hmm. do have resources here in Texas. We yeah. do have everything that we can, but... It, but there's always something more that we want. And if it's... Power, because of power, because of these. And we are losing a lot of people. People are dying because of that. Yeah. So, uh, I think I have this right here. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Nope. Nope, that's not it. Um, mm. I thought I had a DVD. Uh, I have probably like five DVDs that I've owned for my entire life. I don't ever buy movies. <laughs> I never do, just because I thought, oh, I've already seen the movie. Why do I need to buy it? Um, but my mother-in-law likes to buy me movies, or she used to at least, because uh, that's what, whatever. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and I think one of the five DVDs that I ever owned, one of them was the movie Hotel Rwanda. Ooh. And so I watched it years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and there was this one scene in there that pr- probably is the reason that I, I said, hey, I need to have a copy of this, is there's a scene where you have the atrocity that's going on mm-hmm. and you have i feel like he's an american journalist um and a rwandan i assume it's a tutsi mm-hmm. says you got this footage great you're going to show with the world and mm-hmm. they're going to do something and his mm-hmm. response was and i haven't seen this in years but it's something like no they're going to see it while they watch their dinner go oh that's terrible and they're going to go back and finish their dinner <laughs> and they're going to move on and unfortunately, like that's, a, that's the a, truth. a stark reality for most of us is that like there's, you can watch it on TV and there's a tragedy and no, yeah. this is terrible, and but then, we just keep moving. Yeah. And I, I didn't know anything about the Rwandan mm. genocide against the Tutsi people in 1994. Mm. I, I mean, I was 13 years old, mm. so it's not like I was really old enough to be aware of a lot, but mm. it, it's crazy to go, like I, I see that movie 15 years ago and then you and I become friends, and mm. then all of a sudden, that tragedy mm. becomes a very real thing that af- affects my actual friends that I know. True, true. And the world is not that big. And all of a sudden, that story isn't just like this movie I saw, but it's, it's just like, wow. 20, 20, 29, 29 years ago. Yeah. And it's, as you say, it's very recent. It's something that is it, still like a, uh, I don't know, you, uh, uh, I don't know if I introduce one of the lady. She was she was here Sunday. Um, uh, she her name is Clotilde Coco. She's one of the survivor, nineteen ninety four genocide survivor. She was she was in the meeting okay. uh, on, on on Saturday, and I asked her to give testimony, and she said I can't. I said why? Because I will cry, and if I cry, I may cause others to cry, and if all we cry, it's like we're not progressing. We just hate. The Hutus. Hmm. And I told her that it's good to share that because even the people you're seeing here, it's the second generation. They were not even involved in genocide. They heard about that. Probably some of the family, they were involved in this genocide, but they are victims. Yeah, They are victims. If you share your story, it will help us. It will help even the the American people. They will, it will help us to know exactly. Because I was in Congo. Mm-hmm. Yes, I heard what happened to my family. 
I saw the movie and when after 1994 genocide when we came to Rwanda still they were still attacking us I lost my family there and I was even the, the oh, uh, I remember they attacked our house when we were in Rwanda they burned the house they took everything I was there I, I saw that and they were coming saying hey we are coming to finish what we started so they started, they, do, they did 1994 genocide and RPF came to stop it. And then they went to Congo and then, then come back to Rwanda to attack and to finish what they started. What year is this? It was 1997, 98. So three, four years after yes, the genocide after. was supposed to be over. Yes, but they came and killed us. They came at school. They killed our teachers. They killed my friend. I ran. They ran after me. I know those things happened to me and they, they were not attacking me because I'm a, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Hutu. They attacked me because I was Tutsi. Yeah. So they went and they, after genocide, they're still attacking. Wow. Babe. So when we share this story, it helps the next generation, the coming generation say, there's no room for hatred. Wow. There's no room for this. It's four years after the genocide. Four years after, my brother. Like I live in... West, west, west uh, part of, 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 of Rwanda, that's close to Goma. It's close to Congo. Mm-hmm. We suffered until from 1994 till uh, 1998. Every day and night, we were living in fear that one day the rebels, the, the, the Hutus, they will come to kill us. Sometimes it could be night. We couldn't sleep in the house. We go sleep somewhere we hide. During day time, we are home. By night, we don't sleep in our house. Why? Because they used to attack night. Where would you hide? We hide in the bushes. You just go in the... In the forest, you go hide there. You go hide uh, like a, close to the... Because the, the, the military, the, the RPF, they used to tell people, hey, if you are not safe, come to the... To, to the to the to the um, like military base military, military base we sometime we could go, we could we could, go, we could go there i remember when i was in a, i was in a, a primary four five i was like about nine eight i used to live in the military at the age of 11 i knew how to shoot to carry the gun to defend myself i used to walk with a knife as an 11-year-old? 11 years. I go to school with a knife. Because I don't know when they will attack me. In case they're going to show up. And so you're growing up sleeping in the forest, in the bushes, right? Or on the military base yes. or camped out. And the military base, you couldn't sleep because you were awake all night. Because I remember they used to tell me, hey, you're a man. They gave me small gun. <laughs> and then they carried this. If you're not here, if you're dead, you're going to defend yourself. So you're as a kid carrying the gun. Yeah. I used to go to school, and after school, I go back to the military base. As an 11-year-old. 11 years old. So uh, many Americans saw... Uh, Actually, I was 10, 9, 10, 11. But yeah. we, we saw uh, Comey, the guy who was kidnapping kids and making them become soldiers. Coney. Coney, yes. Mm. And so we saw those images of kids with guns and go, oh my gosh. That's real. But you function... Nobody pushed me to do that. Nobody... Because they say it's better for you to defend yourself. And they ask, can you teach me how to shoot? They say, yes. 
and they gave me a gun and, and they bayonet and they, you know, I, I knew to you how to use the gun. Wow. And because I remember there's a day the- they attacked the, 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 the military base, the, those, those uh, rebels, and they, they killed people. We have to go something called, how do you call when they dig and then go under? Yeah, like a trench? I don't or, know. Or like a tunnel? Like a go- tunnel? Yeah. We went there. And then they told us, shoot anything you come. Shoot. I was there with my other, other kids. Again, how old were you then? Like 11? 10, 11. You were the, oh my goodness. You're so Vanessa this and Audrey's that, age. And he, let me tell you something. It happened after 1994 genocide. They were still coming to finish what they started. I thought it stopped completely. It didn't. It stopped until 1999, you know. But still, the, we- the part close, the western part close to Congo. Because mm-hmm. the rebels, the, the genocide, they went to Congo. Oh, so they wouldn't they get flew in trouble. to Congo. Yeah. And then they were used to come back to disturb the peace, to disturb, to finish what they started. They had songs they sing. Hey, my father-in-law, used, no, he yes. doesn't have a leg. They came back even to the refugee camp. The Tutsi who were born in Congo, like my wife is family, yeah, yeah. they were in a refugee camp. And then the rebels came, they attacked even the refugee from Congo called Tutsi, and they killed them. That's when my dad, my, my, my father-in-law lost his leg. They shot him. When he was in a refugee camp. A refugee camp. Because just he's a Tutsi. It was ni- after 1994 genocide. It was after. So when we shared this story, it's helped people to know, hey, the genocide against Tutsi, it's real. Yeah. It is real. If you denied... Denied it because you have other benefit, but we know we suffered that. We know exactly. I, w- I pray that one day you visit Rwanda. When you visit the memorial site there, you will cry. Mm-hmm. You will see the history. You see the body. The the the, the how do you call it? the cran cran laying yeah. down there. You see the people. You see the family. You th- you meet people. The genocide survivor. Those who don't even. The, the, yeah. It's 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 a horrible story. Wow, and the people when they denied it, we we really uh, it, it made me mad. Sometimes I say, well, "You are denying this. You don't know exactly what happened to us." There are some people in America who have denied that there was a school shooting up in a place called Sandy Hook up mm. in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and we just go, "What? What are you doing?" Like, and one of the main guys who perpetuated that got a massive lawsuit, and he. I don't know what the long-term consequences are, but supposedly hundreds of millions of dollars of lawsuits for saying this. And you go, how do people like, like just openly flat out deny reality? Can you imagine? In a small, and then you go, of course they do. Like we do it here in the United States. It happens in Africa. It happens everywhere. And obviously yeah. the consequences are pretty substantial um, wherever it is, but especially as you're talking about the genocide against Tutsi people mm-hmm. to go, wow, that, that is, um, and and the fact that it perpetuated for years after mm. is, um, wow. Yeah, and, and these are the things probably we do the next uh, show about these healings. The healings that, are, uh, according to, I mean, we had all the, the right to do the revenge of after course. 1994 genocide. But until now, my family, we still have people that we are paying school fees, we are raising, we are helping. And thus, some of the family, they were involved in genocide. 
we have young generation that they, their families, they're in jail because they commit genocide. But those kids, they are victims. Am I going to hate them? No. They were not involved in this. But is it going to be easy for me to love them? It would be hard. Yeah. But through the help of the Holy Spirit, that's where the reconciliation comes. And then we forgive because we've been forgiven. And then we love because that's the commandment that we have to follow. But it's not easy. In the after 994 genocide, we suffered. And people still today, they're still suffering the consequence of the Tutsi genocide. Hmm. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, then the next show we'll talk about that part of the story. But uh, thank you uh, for sharing this. Obviously, I'm, there's so much I'm still learning about yeah. it. And it's, it's, it's long story. And for now, sometimes when we talk like this, that's how the story comes back. And then I remember things. I never tell you the story about me being in the military base. No. Because I feel sometimes if I tell you, you'll be traumatized by that. Well, I'm traumatized by a lot of what you say, uh, but not not that. That is, yeah, you need to, to write that down. Um, that is, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it, anyway, Rob John, thank you for the thank time. You so I know much you got to go pick up the kids from school, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you for the time. And again, oh, it was an so honor much. to be a part of the, the gathering Saturday mm-hmm. night. And, and thank you for that because your prayers, your support, your presence there was really really uh, means a lot to us, mm. especially as a diaspora run is the people living here. We believe that we have support with with the church, with the people, with the mm. nation, because if you give me time, I tell you my story and you hear me, you pray for me, you understand what I'm going through, you are helping me, mm. you are healing me. That's called inner healing. You yeah. are helping me. And thank you for being there. It was really a big deal, and we uh, appreciate you. Well, I'm also thankful that I didn't listen to your advice to tell a joke to start with. When you said, (laughs) when you said uh, I was going to do your, I'm Ramjan always says I'm from West Texas. For me to go, I'm from very West Rwanda, like Northwest. (laughs) Uh, Actually, if you could use that, that could be uh, one of the best jokes. They could laugh because most of the people that they don't come from the West side, they come the Kigali. Oh, okay, capital. Yeah. And we are, we from the west side, we hmm. are very, yeah, you know. You know, as a general rule of thumb, <laughs> when we talk about a genocide, I don't make jokes. But uh, nevertheless, I'll let you make that joke next time. Anyway, thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>